everyone. This is part two of our Winning in Life series. I'm just so thrilled, excited about what God is doing in our movement. Welcome again to Small Church Ministries. There was a man who owns a black dog and a white dog. He would ask the kids in the neighborhood who's going to win when the two dogs would fight and wrestle. This particular day, the dog owner would say, today, Whitey or the white dog is going to win. And true enough, his prediction was correct. The following day, he would ask them again. This time, I believe Blackie would win. And sure enough, he was correct again. He did this the entire week, and he was always accurate and precise. The kids would ask, are you a fortune teller? (laughs) How come you can predict who will win, whether it's the black dog or the white dog? How do you know who's going to win? And he simply answered, it's very simple. The dog I fed in the morning is the dog that will win. (laughs) Our big idea for today is you are what you eat. Or in another version, you are what you think. By the way, what is your favorite food to eat? I love different kinds of food. Okay. Um, The truth is our diet and the food that we eat will determine our health. How little or how much of it has a direct impact to our health. Do you know that we're actually made up of three parts? Your spirit, your soul, and body. In 1 Thessalonians 5.23, it says, May God himself, the God of peace, sanctify you through and through. May your whole spirit, soul, and body be kept blameless at the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ. You're not just a physical body walking around aimlessly and just sucking air. You're not just an air sucker without a purpose. I'm just kidding. (laughs) You're also a spiritual being made in the image of God. You're not just a spirit. You also have a soul and you also have a body. The soul is the one in between the spirit and the body. So you're actually three in one. Spirit soul and body. Now, what is the soul? The one in the middle. Your soul is actually your mind, your willpower, and your emotions. Mental power, willpower, and your emotions. You have feelings. The spirit, on the other hand, has two components. The spirit of God and the spirit of the world. Okay, there are worldly spirits too. We're going to talk about this at length uh, in a minute. Okay, so there's really the invisible world which is so real. Okay, it's not all visible. You either have the spirit of God in you, or once in a while you have the spirit of the world in you. For everyone who has been born of God overcomes the world. And this is the victory that has overcome the world, our faith. 1 John 5, 4. I've told you these things so that in me you may have peace. In this world, you will have trouble. Okay, the Bible promises you're going to have trouble. There are storms that will happen. But take heart. I have overcome the world. The Spirit of God begins with our faith. The moment you got saved, your spiritual eyes begin to open and you realize there are spiritual things. Faith is an invisible characteristic of the Spirit of God. Fear, on the other hand, is also invisible, but it's part and parcel the Spirit of the world. It's not from God. It's actually, the spirit of fear is actually from Satan. The opposite of faith is not faithlessness. It is fear. 
Okay, the definition of faith is faith is being sure of things you hope for, certain of things you do not see. While the definition of fear is very similar, fear is also expecting things you hope for, except that faith is positive and fear is negative. The Bible says in 2 Timothy 1.7, For God did not give us a spirit of fear and timidity, but of power of love and self-discipline. In another version itself, of sound mind. So going back, we're made up of three things, spirit, soul, and body. But the battleground where you win or lose is in the soul. This is where you you either gain victory or you gain defeat. The soul, again, has three parts, your mind, your will, and your emotions. But the real battleground, listen to this, folks, the real battleground is the mind. You are what you feed your mind or what you think. And what you feed your mind is what will win. If you keep feeding your mind with junk, junk will win. If you keep feeding your mind with lust, lust will win. Okay? Those who are watching the the wrong things, porn, it's going to mess you up, folks. It's going to mess you up, especially the young young people. It's going to mess you up. Because if you keep feeding your mind, if you keep feeding your mind with unforgiveness, with envy, and when you're envious, you have to fight it. Okay, say, no, God's given me everything I need. When you are always worrying, this will affect your life. If you keep watching horror movies, movies that will increase your fear, fear is going to rule your life. If you keep watching drama, (laughs) I may be laughing, but some people's lives are full of drama. It's because that's what you're always seeing. Your eyes are the window to your soul. It's going to affect you. So watch what you look into, what you're looking at, and watch what you're hearing. Why? As a man thinketh, so is he, Proverbs 23, 7 says. You are what you think. So good, think good things. On the contrary, if you feed your mind with the things of God, like faith and truth, then truth will win. If your mind is set on the things above, on the things of God, You'll be filled with love because God is love. Because what you feed your mind is how you're going to live your life. So keep feeding yourself with God's word because what you eat is who you will become. While the food of the physical body is physical food, the food of the spirit is the word of God. If you want more faith, eat the word of God, which is the Bible. So faith comes from hearing and hearing or watch and looking through the word of Christ. Bible says whatever is true, whatever is honorable, whatever is just, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is commendable. If there's anything excellent, if there's anything worthy of praise, think about those things. Philippians 4, 8. Many are not winning because of their diet. You can be physically strong. Have you seen somebody who's physically strong but spiritually weak? I heard this last week. I just said... You know, there's a guy who said, show me your biggest athlete and I'll show you a small Christian who doesn't bow down to sin. You can be a Christian for 30 years and have the maturity of a one-year-old Christian. Or you can be a Christian for a year and have the maturity of a 30-year-old Christian if you eat right. Why are we defeated at times? Sometimes we're spiritually malnourished. Satan wants you to lose. He doesn't want you to have faith. He wants you to have doubts. Fears. He wants you to have unbelief. He wants you to be anxious. He wants to make you depressed. Sometimes it, the problem is sometimes you don't sin, but you know his strategy, he'll make you busy. So you don't have time to know the truth of God's word. 
He lies to you. He's a liar. Satan is the father of lies. And he tells you, you, you know, he's going to whisper to you, you know, you're going to be happy if you have a lot of the world. On the contrary, the more of the world is in you, the more empty you become. You know, people are always looking for trying to fill the void in their hearts, whether it's relationship. That's why people fall in and out of relationship because there's a void. Oh, if I only have this guy or this lady, it's going gonna, it's gonna to fix my heart. Is going to fulfill me. Only if I travel, if I have these nice things. Again, I don't have anything against those things. But if you prioritize, we talked about this last week. If you prioritize the things of the world over God, you're going to be empty. So be full of the word. Folks, let me say this. Life is not a cruise ship. Have you been on a cruise? You know you know what I mean when you're, when you're on a cruise ship. Okay, It is not a cruise ship. It is actually more of a battleship. What's the difference between a cruise ship and a battleship? A cruise ship is where everything is focused on you. You eat whenever you want, every hour, every minute. You're treated like a king in a cruise ship. It's like a vacation because it is. You know, you can just ask the captain anything you need and whatever you ask for, it's given to you. See, life's not like that. That's not life. Life is not a vacation, folks. Life is more of a battleship. Why? There is a mission. There is a purpose. And by the way, there's an enemy who wants to steal, kill, and destroy you. He's not sitting around waiting for you to fall. He's doing everything in his power to make you fall. And if you're not equipped, he's going to destroy you. He wants to eat up your family. He wants to destroy your children. He wants you to miss your mark. He will tempt you to sin. He will discourage you. He will lie to you. He will deceive you. He will condemn you with your past mistakes. Remember who you were in the past? Who do you think you are? You're a mistake. No, you're not a mistake. God knew what he was doing. That's why God gave us armory because we're at war, folks. He gave us his full armor. It says here, finally, be strong in the Lord in his mighty power. Put on the full armor of God so that you can take your stand against the devil's schemes. For our struggle is not against flesh and blood. Your enemy are not the people around you. They're the rulers, the authorities against the power of this dark world, against the spiritual forces of evil in the heavenly realm. Therefore, put on the full armor of God. When you wake up in the morning, put it on. So that when the day of evil comes, you may be able to stand your ground. And after you've done that, you're going to be able to stand. Stand firm then with the belt of truth buckled around your waist. Put it there. This is the truth. With the breastplate of righteousness in place and with your feet fitted with the readiness that comes from the gospel of peace. I love that. The gospel. God, you love me. I have a purpose. You forgave me of all my sins. Remember the gospel. Preach the gospel to yourself. In addition to all this, take up the shield of faith. Put up that faith with which you can extinguish all the flaming arrows of the evil one, the attacks of the enemy against you. Take the helmet of salvation and the sword of the spirit. <laughs> okay, double-edged sword, which is the word of God. And pray in the Spirit on all occasions with all kinds of prayers and requests. Okay, God's not overwhelmed with your prayers. He can handle all of these. With this in mind, mind, be alert and always keep on praying for all the Lord's people. When you remember somebody, pray for them. 
Lord, I just pray for my friend. I pray for my children. I pray. Keep doing that. For God has given us every tool necessary to win. We're in a battle, folks. Disciple your children. Disciple the next generation. Teach them how to eat the word. Lest they be eaten alive and killed by the enemy. So going back. Spirit, soul, and body. And the soul is your mind, your will, your emotions. The battlefield is your mind. How do you win in your mind? Do not conform to the pattern of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. You know, when I was a new Christian, I started reading the word because everyone has kind of distorted worldview. You know, it's kind of messed up because of everything that's come into my eyes. By the way, your eyes are the lens to your soul. Okay, and whatever you hear is so important, so guard what you hear also. So I was renewing my mind because my mind was so dirty, it needs renewing by the blood of Christ through his word. And then it says, then you will be able to attest or test and approve what God's will is, his good, pleasing, and perfect will. We have to renew our minds. We have to adjust our worldly stinking thinking to God's amazing, life-giving mind. We have to have the mind of Christ. Who can, who can know the Lord's thoughts? Who can know enough to teach Him? But we understand these things, for we have the mind of Christ. 1 Corinthians 2.16 If you're consistently in the Word, you know, not just read. By the way, a lot of people say, hey, read the Word. No, no, no. Get to know God through the Word. Don't just read. Get to know God. There's some people say, go to church. While that is true, don't just go to church. Go to God. You know, you can go to church all you want and not connect with God. Okay? Connect with God. Go to God. See, uh, church is not a building. Church is not a place where you go to. Church is actually you. You're the church. Everywhere you go, that's the church. Be the church. Okay? So we will have the mind of Christ. We will begin to think the way Christ thinks if we're consistent with the word. So what are you thinking of? Your thoughts, have you heard this before? Your thoughts becomes your words. And your words become your actions. Your actions become your habits. Your habits become your values. And your values, folks, become your destiny. In conclusion, how can the white dog win against the black dog? Feed the white dog inside of you, the Spirit of God in you, and start starving the black dog, the worldliness in us. God gave us the grace to do this. You can win. You know what? You have the DNA of a winner because Christ is in you. You are born. You're destined to win. He that is in you is greater than he that is in the world. Know know that in all things we're more than conquerors through him who loved us. Romans 8.37. You're a child of the living God. You're not an accident. There's no such thing as accidents. There's now no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. You're forgiven. You are loved. You have a bright future ahead of you because God said so. He plans to prosper you and not to harm you. He wants to bless you with an amazing future. No eye has seen, no ear has heard what God has in store for those he loves. And that is you. Folks, Take your rightful place as a child of God.
But thanks be to God, He has given us the victory through our Lord Jesus Christ. Who is it that overcomes the world? Only the one who believes that Jesus is the Son of God. Friends, take what is yours. Run this life with purpose. God's not done with you. He's merely beginning with you. Okay, he who began a good work is not over with you. He loves you so much, he'd do anything for you. Amen? Amen? So be a winner. Win in this life. 